the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, I know we're getting some really, really complimentary posts with regard to our new special podcast called After the Paracast. And this is available for those of you who subscribe to the Paracast Plus. You go to plus.theparacast.com to get more information about the modest monthly fee or modest annual fee. And you get the ad-free version of the radio show, higher resolution copies, so the audio is cleaner and crisper. Except when we have bad cell phone connections with the guests, we can't do much about that. And you also get other privileges. We're adding stuff all the time. Right now we have After the Paracast available exclusively to Paracast Plus members. And last week we talked about what we call reopening old wounds about UFO abductions. Fortunately, the serious feedback I anticipated hasn't come yet. And maybe I shouldn't press that issue. What do you think? Yeah, uh, let sleeping uh, commentators lie. But we'll always be politically incorrect. One thing that has brought a lot of discussion, though, is George Hansen's comments about tricksters and their uh, meaning. Indeed. Yeah, it's uh, there's quite a lively uh, repartee and debate going on at the forums at forum.theparacast.com, where you can ask questions of our guests and also comment about the show and kind of argue some salient points about subjects that we cover here at the Paracast. And uh, and this week's George Hansen uh, show thread is uh, pretty pretty fascinating. I've been sitting back taking notes, and I'll be ready to chime in on with my two cents here at some point, but. Um, I think it did spark a lot of debate. It got people thinking. Some people still don't get it. They think the trickster is a person. People can be trickster-like, but uh, the trickster is, it's very difficult to uh, (laughs) nail down. It's like trying to nail jello to the wall, but basically it's a mechanism that supplies anti-structure and creates room uh, for creativity, topples uh, static systems and is neither here nor there. It's neither young or old, black or white, uh, positive or negative. It's liminal, meaning that it it's not in the room or out of the room. It's kind of at the doorway or in the threshold. So these are all very interesting uh, concepts that are being bannered about at the uh, Paracast Forum. So tune in. Would you call the trickster a force? Use the force, Chris. I'm not sure if it's a force. Um, I think George uh, did a good job of of describing that it's a constellation of elements that tend to be anti-structural. Um, they tend to, as I said before, uh, topple static uh, structures, uh, create room for creativity and growth. Um, oftentimes when things get too entrenched, when powers that be and control structures become too rooted in one spot, the trickster comes along and topples the house of cards so you know it's a cross between a force and a mechanism i i would say a constellation of various elements that uh tend to get stronger uh as the effect of the trickster process unfolds uh, the trickster tends to get uh, more powerful until it reaches a point of of equilibrium and then it uh it tends to to fade back away and and remain back in the in our Western uh, cultural closet, so to speak, except, you know, we have clowns and masquerade balls and other vestiges of uh, the trickster that still remain in our culture. Um, for the most part, the trickster is out of sight, out of mind. So we get a yin 
And we get a Yang. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Care yeah. to amplify that one, Gene? It's a balance. There has to be a sense of balance. When things are moved in one direction or another, something has to correct. Exactly. It's like a thermostat in the house. When it gets too hot, the AC kicks on. When it gets too, uh, too cold, the heater kicks on. So let's just call the trickster the universe's thermostat. Well, at least it's our planet's thermostat. I, I can't you know, speak to the universe, but uh, possibly. So do you think the trickster, therefore, is planet-specific, or the people over at Zeta Reticuli have their own trickster running around, or the Force, or whatever it is? You know, again, it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, everything, anything that I could say about that would be pure speculation on my part. Well, you're the trickster expert of the planet, right? Uh, no. Not by any stretch. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I'm more confused now than I was before I started researching Stalking the Tricksters, which was my uh, book before Stalking the Herd. So, you know, I, I, I can't really claim any, any sort of uh, expertise. I, I don't think there really are any experts on the trickster. The more you think you know about it, the, the more curveballs and uh, screwballs you tend to have to attempt to hit out of the park. And, and that's why I've stayed out of the current conversation, because, you know, I think other people are really doing a good job of of sort of presenting particular points of view. And so far, I haven't really been asked to uh, for my opinion, so I'm not going to offer it. Well, that's a good thing. Maybe you'll avoid trouble. Actually, it's funny. The topic that seems to get the most debate and sometimes it's very severe debate in our forums has nothing to do with the paranormal has nothing to do with UFOs, has nothing to do with tricksters, although maybe it does, and that is climate change. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how there is a very, very, very intense debate over whether there is such a thing as man or human-made climate change? Yeah. Well, I've been kind of staying out of that one, too, actually. I don't want to... Because as soon as you comment, half the uh, half the group is going to jump on you. So I think they're both wrong. <laughs> okay, think, so there is and there isn't. I think we're contributing, but I don't think we're... Uh, I think the planet has its own mechanism. As soon as it starts to warm up, it releases more methane. And, and again, you have a thermostat-like condition. Um, the planet has its own built-in um, tricksterish mechanism that... You know, as the planet gets warmer, then it it clicks on the uh, the AC and and the Gulf Stream slows down and stops, and then warm water isn't brought up to the to the northern Arctic regions, and um, that facilitates you know ice ages, and the ice age cools everything down in order to uh, keep everything in equilibrium. So you know, I I think that we're not helping the issue by pumping tons of carbon into the air, but. You know, the right now the tundra up in Siberia is melting. The permafrost is melting. That's releasing uh, amazing amounts of ozone depleting gas and methane into the atmosphere. So, I think it's it's a con, it's a confluence of of factors that are contributing. Not a, there isn't a single one that you can really say is responsible for climate change. I don't think humans are solely responsible for it. I, I think uh, we're not helping. But I think the planet has a lot more to do with it than some of your, you know, real Al Gore types out there would like you to believe. 
Okay, climate change. Let's move on to sky people, the subject of our episode. We oh. have, oh, this is fascinating. And by the way, this is the second book I've heard of called Sky People. There was a book from the 60s by Brinsley right. Lipport Trench called The Sky People, mm-hmm. one of the classic ancient astronaut books. And this is also called Sky People, but in a different sense. Although I guess the results may be the same. Yeah. Uh, our guest today, uh, Dr. Artie Sixkiller-Clark, spent seven years uh, traveling around the Maya lands, uh, around Mesoamerica, and collecting stories and legends uh, about non-human entities. And I, I think it's going to be a fascinating episode. She's quite the storyteller. Uh, unlike her first appearance here, I'm not going to constantly be asking her for documentation, for you know, dates and times and all those kinds of things that I like to uh, gather when I when I do my research. We're just going to sit back and uh, talk about the uh, the elect the Alukis or Alexis, the little diminutive dwarfs that are found down in the Maya world, and all sorts of interesting creatures that uh, <laughs> flit about in the shadows down there. We'll have more to flit about in the shadows with Artie Six Killer Clark, author of Sky People. Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. What good is a big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. 
protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We welcome back Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark. And she has a new book out that came out just I don't know, some weeks back called Sky People. And I guess from the title... It infers what it's about, but there's a subtitle, Untold Stories of Alien Encounters in Mesoamerica. That's already makes me curious as to what it's all about. Artie, thank you for joining us on the Paracast again. What led you to take the odyssey that you took to explore these mysteries about advanced people in ancient times? Well, first of all, you know, I, I have an interest in indigenous people's perspectives of UFOs and alien encounters. And I have been collecting stories for years among American Indians in the United States. And I collected some stories down in the South Pacific, in New Zealand, and in Australia. And when I retired at, well, right before, actually, my retirement at MSU, I had decided I was going to fulfill a teenage dream. When I was in high school, a teacher handed me a book called John L. Stevens and uh, Frederick Catherwood. And Stevens is considered to be the father of American archaeology, basically. and. I read their book, and I was just fascinated with the journey they had taken because they made this journey, their first journey in 1839, and they were had heard rumors about these ancient cities in the jungle. 
but there was no proof that they really existed. And so they went there in search of these ancient cities. It resulted in a book called Incidents of Travel in Central America, the Chiapas and the Yucatan. And they began in Belize, uh, what is now Belize, at that time it was British Honduras, and um, and they traveled um, through uh, Belize to, well, they, they stopped over in Belize, but they went through Guatemala, Honduras, and uh, into Mexico. And... When I turned the book back into the teacher, I said, you know, one of these days I'm going to follow in their footsteps. I'm going to make that trip just like they made it. And she said, well, they have another book called Incidents of Travel in the Yucatan. And she said, why don't you read that too? Well, I just fell in love with these two explorers and, and made up my mind that I was going to carry out that, that promise to myself one day. And, of course, as... As the years passed, you know, a career and family and everything just took precedent um, over my promise to myself. And um, I had read uh, Von Daniken's work on uh, the ancient astronaut theory of how these cities were built by aliens. And, and so I just decided that while I made the trip, I was going to see if I could learn about the ancient legends of the sky people and sky gods, and if I could collect stories of alien encounters and UFO sightings from um, the Maya people. And, of course, um, I selected my guides and interpreters and and drivers, uh, people who themselves had interest in UFOs, when I made the promise to my, when I made the promise to myself and decided that I was going to make this trip, one of the things that I knew I would need would be drivers and interpreters and guides who, first of all, had an interest in what I was doing, and secondly, had connections and were respected people within um, the area where I was traveling. And I was very lucky to, to find those kind of people. And uh, I credit them for providing me with access to individuals and, and um, you know, introducing me to people. And, and, and some, of the, some of the stories I gathered simply was by chance. Some of them were people in hotels where I was staying, and the word got around that what I was doing there, and they would come to me and tell me they had a story. But the majority of them, you know, I was helped tremendously by the people I hired to work with me. Now, who does the legwork here? Do you go and... I do it all. You do it all. So you have to go in there and make it clear to people that you want to talk about their legends and set things down. And therefore, do you ever think here, though, that when you make this known that maybe a few people just want to tell you stories to get into a book or something? Well, you know, I'm... I don't think so, because they don't want their names used to begin with. They, um, many of them were, were, uh, you know, uh, were, were illiterate. Uh, um, and so they wouldn't be seeking some kind of fame. And they, I, I don't think they were people who, who, uh, were interested in, in any kind of fame or attention. Mm-hmm. 
the Maya have a, a quite a uh, an elaborate and very um, impressive uh, oral tradition as well. So a lot of these stories have been passed down for many generations. Yeah, well, and and these uh, some of the ancient stories I tell as a prelude to the chapters are stories that have been there for for centuries, you know, um, and. Um, you know, and, and occasionally, you know, like I was in Monte Alban, uh, which was a, um, it's a Zapotec um, uh, ancient site up in Oaxaca. And Stevens and Catherwood never went there, but uh, I wanted to go there out of curiosity and see if I could uh, uh, learn anything. And I hired a um, a driver who was quite familiar with the area and spoke um, uh, some of the regional uh, languages. And um, and when I was in Malte Alban, I was standing by myself overlooking this. Uh, the Monte Alban is built up on a mountain. And I was looking out over the jungle below, and I had three young men approach me. And they had a movie camera, a, a film uh, studio camera. And they asked me what I thought about the burning that was going on um, by the, by the uh, uh, people um, that live there in those little villages. And what they do is they slash and burn the jungle and they plant their, their crops. And and um, you could see, you know, standing there overlooking the valley, you could see all these little smoke, uh, smoke coming up, and that's where they were burning and getting ready to plant their crops. And they were doing, um, they, they told me they were with the university, they were students at the university, and they were um, uh, going to um, um, do a film on this. And so they wanted to put me on film. What I thought about this, and I said, "Oh no, I don't want to be on your film about what I thought about this." You know what? And, Let's um, do the break now, Artie. I do not want to be on film anyway because I don't cast a reflection. I think that's part of the problem. Now but, you have um, a great face for radio. I sure do. Doctor Artie Six Killer Clark is author of Sky People. We're framing the background of how she got all these incredible stories. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. You 
pick up the receiver. With your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead, you finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jason! 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 Jason. Going once. Twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now, online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Remember to check out plus.theparacast.com for the Paracast Plus subscription service, plus.theparacast.com for a modest monthly or annual fee. You get the exclusive After the Paracast podcast. That sounds like a tongue twister. And, of course, an ad-free version for the show. Okay? Higher resolution, too. Dr. Artie Sixkiller-Clark is here framing the way in which she started to hear about these legends about the arrival of the Sky People. Now, Artie, before we get into some of the stories, isn't it interesting that we have these legends in all cultures around the planet, it seems? 
So do we well, assume? Yeah. Uh, I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, um, one of the things that, that uh, you know, when the scientific age, so to speak, came into being, you know, all of the, the oral uh, stories that uh, had been handed down for generations were simply set aside as, you know, if, if you couldn't um, prove them empirically, then they were worth listening to. And so you have what resulted in that as a loss of a lot of history. And a lot of the indigenous people around the world have kept those stories, and many of them are are uh, unknown, you know. And when you get out in the field and you start talking to people, you start hearing these these legends. And these young men that I met in Monte Alban, when they found out what I was doing. They suggested, well, perhaps they should follow me around because what I was doing was a lot more interesting than what they were doing. And, I was, and so they began to tell me about a village where there is, was an ancient story about a sky man, a man who came from the stars, and he came on a beam of light, and he entered the village. He uh, could um, terraform the earth. He could. He he helped the people build a city. He taught them how to uh, do different things and in construction. And he married a local woman. And they had a child. They had a son. And when that son got old enough to assume. Uh, the duties of taking care of of the people. He went back to the same spot where he arrived on the beam of light, and a beam of light came down and took him to the stars, and he was never seen again. And these young men told me this story, and so I went in search of this this village and the site, and, and it's a fairly unknown site, you know. And, uh, it, it's right along the side of a highway. I mean, if you're driving by, you'd never even know it existed. But since I was looking for it, I was able to find it. And I was talking to the um, to the man um, at the kiosk there, and, and he said, well, you know, he would take me around and, and show me um, the site. And um, one of the things that was very interesting to me is they had a <clears throat> carved in stone um, this, uh, this man that came from the stars. Um, they had his image carved in a stone. And he was wearing goggles, which I found highly unusual. And he was also had what appeared to be a breathing apparatus. Um, and I could see that, you know, where you people would come up with some of the theories that they've come up with. Um, but... Um, you know, and and when I talked to this man, I said, well, do the star people ever come back to your village? And he said, oh, yes, they do come back. And he, right. and he told me about how they come back and they visit with the elders. 
in their village. And they come back and as though they pay homage to, they, they go to the site that the ancient site as though they are paying homage to, uh, um, the ancestors that were there. So this is happening. So, that's here and now we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The goggles kind of reminds me of some of the depictions of the Toltec. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting because some of those cultures down there, you know, uh, the, the Toltec and, and, um, um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, had a tremendous influence on the Mayan culture too, you know, um, and, and introduced the savagery of, of, uh, you know, the decapitation and tearing out the hearts and all that sort of thing to the Maya culture. Uh, uh, prior to the introduction of the Atlatl and the Toltec and warfare, it was the Mayan aristocracy and the royal class and the priest class that would do the bloodletting, and they would do it on themselves. Occasionally, right. they and would. They didn't sacrifice. do the tearing out of the heart and the things of that nature. Well, they did, but it was uh, it was more of a it was uh, it wasn't like the Aztec later on, where you know hundreds, even thousands of people would be lined up, and, and this would happen. Uh, it was done. Only out of kind of necessity as, as a last resort, uh, and but but they did sacrifice people. They sacrificed uh, uh, captured warriors from other cities. They'd agree. Oh, yeah. They'd agree to exchange prisoners, and it was quite an honor to be uh, selected as one of the sacrificial victims. Uh, their warfare was more of a stylized, almost um, kabuki theater, really, uh, based on some of my research. And uh, it wasn't until, as you mentioned, that the Toltec introduced, you know, the taking of, of, of sacking of cities, uh, raping and pillaging and all that sort of thing. Uh, prior to that, that was not part of the Olmec or, or Mayan culture, to, to my knowledge. Yeah. Well, I find the Maya today to be a very peaceful people and a very humble people. You yeah. Know, uh, I couldn't I'm, believe I'm, it. I, I was watching a History Channel show back in uh, 2009, I think, or 2008. And uh, they were talking about the Maya and how they went extinct in the 1300s. And, and I, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The Maya are probably the largest group of indigenous Americans. There's over 4 million of them. And, and to There's over 15 million of them. You know, if you include Guatemala, Belize, Honduras, and Mexico, there's 15 million Maya. Yeah, yeah, I, I might be thinking yeah, of just Kish Maya. I think you're probably time. thinking of of uh, maybe Kish Maya, or yeah. you know, they're divided into different language groups, but they're all Maya. You know, they speak yeah. dialects. Well, all of Guatemala. You know, I had one one driver who spoke six different dialects of the Maya language. You know. Yeah, yeah, but to and, say that it's extinct, I mean, that's <laughs> that's inexcusable. Well, all the, all the, the, you know, one of the interesting things that, that the elders told me there, they said, you know, um, we arrived here with our knowledge. We didn't get our knowledge from someplace else. We didn't have somebody come to us and give us our knowledge. We came to this place with our knowledge. So when the Spaniards came, we didn't consider them gods. And we didn't consider them gods like the Aztec, for example, um, because 
and and we did not consider them as being from an advanced civilization because we were from an advanced civilization, and we were more advanced than they were. And and they, you know, they talk simply. Well, you know, you look at the Lacedaemon and Maya that that were not even discovered until. 1958, they lived so far into the jungle, they just left and went into the jungle. And they still have their little villages there where they still practice the native religion. They, they, they do not send their kids to outside schools. I mean, you know, they live the old way. We have the old way here to express, and we'll get back with... RD6 Killer Clark and Sky People with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. From our family to yours, have a very Merry Christmas. We are the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-297-0154. That's 800-297-0154. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. That's 800-297-0154. Alex Jones here. For the last two years, I've been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to design a nutraceutical formulation that has truly life-changing health benefits. So many other formulations out there contain toxic ingredients, synthetic additives, and even GMOs. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected 
perfected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit InfoWarsLife.com or call 1-888-253-3139. That's InfoWarsLife.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So we have here societies that keep to themselves, Artie, mm -hmm. from what you're telling here. And yeah. they don't interact as much with the outside world. So how are Not they? Not too much. Not no. too much. Um, there, you know, I've I saw some. Uh, one of the funniest things that happened, you know, is I had a a Maya, a Maya guide and and uh, and Palenque, and he says to me, "You want to see a real Indian?" And he pointed out this Lacandone Indian, and it, of course they still dress in their traditional dress. Yeah. They're the, everybody wears white. the long gowns, and right. um, aren't they the direct descendants of uh, Bacall? You no, know, they. Uh, I don't think so. I, I. They don't claim to be. Um, they are. They're lo located quite a distance from from uh, uh, Palenque. You know. Um, and and uh, uh, I see them once. You know, when I was in um, when I was in uh, San San Cristobal, I I met with a father and son who were from from that group, and then I uh, was able to interview one of the tradesmen that was selling um, bows and arrows to tourists in Palenque. Uh, but very few of them ever leave. You know, they, they, uh, um, if, if you, uh, go to some of the, you know, there, there are two historical sites that, um, um, that they claim is theirs and they actually, uh, you know, are the ones in charge of those sites. And you can't even drive up to those sites because they come and meet you and they take you in and, uh, those drivers, although they're from that 
that group, they dress in Western clothes. And one of the elders was telling me that, you know, his grandchildren came running over and would look at me and smile and run away, you know, very shy and then come back. And he says, they're very curious about you. He said, and they're very curious about the people who come here. But he said, we, we, uh, and we worry about that, he said, because we'd like to keep our, our old ways. Which, which two sites are those? Is it Bonampak and in, in, uh, Yachitlan? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Bonampak is where I was, yeah, talking to the, to the elder, and he was telling me how, and, and the children, you know, just run freely. Um, and, and I mean, it's their play area, the plaza there. Have you ever been there? A couple times. Yeah. The beautiful murals. They're the only real remaining uh, uh, full-color murals left in the Maya world. Yep. Sounds like a really fascinating journey here. But have we well, looked- and it took place over you know several years. Sure. So and, you said uh, you, you know, said you drove twelve thousand miles to do yep. this. I assume it's a number of trips. You didn't just get in the car. No, and come it, back it wasn't a number. Later. One one trip I did take that was over three thousand miles. Just that trip alone. But I was on a you know a two month trip. And, uh, yeah, I went all the way, you know, cause I was in, I went up to Oaxaca, you know, traveled, traveled through the Chiapas up to Oaxaca and made several side trips from there and went over to Puebla and, which was very close to, to, is very close to Mexico City, you know, and so, you know, you think of a driving trip across the Sierra, uh, uh, range of mountains, you know, you're going through all these different ecosystems and, you know, I mean, it was, it was quite a trip. Now, just to put this in perspective, was there much variation in the stories you heard of the sky person or the sky people, or was it all remarkably consistent wherever you went? Um, well, I think there, I think all the stories were, were fairly different. I think the, you know, when I, I think about the stories that American Indians tell, or, you know, Indians from the United States as opposed to, to America, they consider themselves American Indians too, or Amer Indians, because they're, you know, uh, uh, from Mesoamerica. They, um, I think of anything, probably religion has more of an influence on on their interpretation in some cases of what they've seen. Pentecostal religions are making an inroad into some of these small villages, and so some of them told me that that the the preacher had told them they were from the devil, and so there was a. a more fear, more superstition than what I found among Indians in the United States. Um, but you know, um, the cultures were the culture is so old there, and that some of the stories they would tell me, you know, would they would talk about um, things that had happened in the past and things that are happening now, and they would kind of meld the two together. And I know that that I was at one site where um, the handprints were on the facade of this this only standing building in this in this site, and this site basically had no name because it hadn't been excavated and and uh, uh, 
um, at one time the government had said that had built a, um, a, a caretaker's hut there, and they were talking about uh, excavating the site, but they hadn't excavated it. And so uh, we had, uh, my driver and I had stopped there um, to have a little picnic, and this um, elderly gentleman approached us and and identified himself and said that he looked after this site and and he invited us to his little place and 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 he told me that he had once been in the United States and so he spoke English quite well and and um, I gave him some books he had a lot of English novels and things and I gave him some of my books and and he said. Um, for that, I will show you around the site. He said, I have to pay you back. So he took me around the site, and there was a facade of a of an ancient temple, it looked like. And there were handprints all across the top of it. And um, and then he began to tell me that, uh, that those handprints, he said, uh, a lot of people interpret them and say the handprints were left by those who built the structure. And he says, that's not true at all. And he went on to explain that the these handprints were from the the people who who traveled the universe and who who left their handprints because they were the they were the collectors of knowledge and the givers of knowledge and so he uh, was um, particularly interested in in uh, setting that record straight that that uh, and he talked about the things he had learned um from the uh, the the shining people of the red hand which is what he called them the shining people of the of the red hand and that they left their handprints so people would know that it, that came after them that they had been there and they had collected the knowledge and the same thing with you know Palenque. The stories I was told by the elders there was that Palenque was to be the storehouse of all the knowledge. But after it was built, the workers refused to leave. And so the knowledge could not be stored there. And and so Palenque then just became a, another city where, you know, several thousand people uh, made it home, but it originally was designed to be the the place of knowledge. And I thought it was interesting because I talked to a Hopi elder several years ago who told me that there is a city in the South that is red. And he said that city is the keeper of all the knowledge in that city is where the, all the knowledge of the world is kept. Well, of course, Palenque is south of... of uh, of uh, Hopi land, and so I couldn't help but think of that while I was there, uh, because at one time, Palenque was painted red, you know, the entire city, so uh, that was a common practice among um, the Maya to paint their cities red. In many cases, they used mica, and so that the city would look like a city of gold from the distance in the sunlight. And uh, he told me that the Shining people told him that there are 67 um, uh, solar systems uh, 
uh, in a confederation and that spacecraft visit the Earth uh, every day. There are hundreds of spacecraft. But he said that right now they're, they're circling the Earth, but the, our governments don't have the technology to see them. Uh, I'm going to ask you about that in a moment. That's an interesting concept. Dr. Yeah. Artie Sixkiller Clark, author of Sky People, is here. And we have our own Sky person, Chris O'Brien. <laughs> with you're Gene, quiet over there. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. We love that you're passionate about GCN. And whether you're a listener, a business owner, or a radio industry professional, we've redesigned the new GCN newsletter to keep you in the know. Get updates on your favorite GCN shows and hosts. Go to GCNlive.com and click on the banner in the upper left corner. Just for signing up, you're automatically entered for monthly giveaways. Start receiving your newsletter today. The future of talk radio. GCN. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark. And you're telling us here that we don't have the technology to see the spaceships that are out there. Now, I'm going to sound like I'm being crazy here or being silly or I'm being dismissive. I'm not. Are they using, because we're brought up in the Star Trek generation, cloaking devices of some sort? Well, you know, he didn't go into that, and I'm not sure. I'm sure he's never seen Star Trek. So I don't think that he, he just said to me that there are hundreds of spaceships that circle the Earth every, every day, and the, our governments do not have the technology to see them. 
He said, they tell me that their people actually live on the earth watching and helping man. And helping? Helping, he said. Hmm. He said that um, they perform many tasks, he told me, and he said, but they never reveal themselves. And he said that they're gone now, and they come in 16-year cycles. And he said, soon they will come again. And he said they left in 2000, so they'll return in 2016. And he said, then they will stay for 16 years, and then they will leave for 16 years. Based on he what was you're under saying. the assumption that they went to other places during that 16-year absence. Now, based on what you're saying here, are we assuming a single race of beings or entities from a single civilization or many yeah, he, civilizations well, he was coming talking here? about what he called, you know, um, the, shining, the, the, the shining people of the red hand. Shining people so of the rosy palm? Pardon? Uh, it was a bad joke. Oh. Well, I think he called, they they identified themselves as the Shining People. He told me the red handprints were left by those people. So that's why he called them the Shining People, the red hand. Yeah, I, I was kind of doing a, a play, play on words saying the Shining oh, People okay. of the Rosy Palm. People, he said in their true state, they're actually balls of light. And he said, it's only when they assume human form can you see them. And he says, otherwise you're blinded by them. And he said, many people never know they have met them. They see balls of light, he said, not realizing they're actually seeing a living form. Sort of an energy being then, it sounds like. Right. Okay. And then they can manifest themselves in any way they want? In, in any way they want. In fact, he talked about that. He said that they had told him that that um, um, that wherever they were, whatever world they visited, they assumed the, the um, um, form of that place. And he told me that... Um, that he also said their lifespan was like 800 years. And that um, he said they said that we were the only warring planet in this solar system, but there are other planets that war, but they're not in this solar system. And he said that um, kind of thing. He said there's some planets where inhabitants still live in the dark ages. They told him, and but there are other planets where um, people. Uh, are so far advanced that they can af assume almost any form wow. and choose any form simply by using their minds. I would say that our planet is in the dark ages still. Okay, from that description, I would say so too. Now, let's look at this in detail in reference to other civilizations here. So we have different concepts of sky people advanced beings visiting us in ancient times, and you have various variations in the major religions about these advanced beings, gods from space or whatever. How do we get to the core reality if every culture has their own interpretation or variation on the theme? Well, because I think that that, uh, that star, star people came that visited this earth on all parts of this earth and and 
uh, and are still visiting this earth. We just, they just don't make themselves known to us. Like he said, they, they could be right next to you and you wouldn't know. So basically I can be having lunch at the local deli and the person next to me is a human who might really be a star person. Yes, could be. I had a, um, um, a man tell me, this is a, is a U.S. American Indian man, tell me that he said, have you ever met somebody who was kind and calm and reserved and never interfered or never uh, argued or just kind of let things go by? And and spread nothing but happiness around you. And I said, yeah, I've met a couple of people like that. And he said, well, you probably met a star person. So you know them by their attitudes and their behavior. Well, that's what he said. So I don't know. Um, that's what he told me. In Palenque, I was told by a Lacandon Indian that the reason we don't see them anymore is because we've lost the the ability to see. In what sense? Do we have to have an attitude change or what? Well, he said at one time, everybody had an ability to see the invisible, is what he told me. And he said, they're here, but they're invisible. And if you don't have the ability to see them, you never know they're here. So they could be standing next to you then and they would be invisible. Right. Okay. Is that true with the craft in which they travel, or do they even use craft? So I've been told, it's not in this book, but I, I, a couple of years ago I interviewed a man who told me that there was a universal highway, and that once you enter the universal highway, you just think of the place you want to be, and then you're there instantly. Sounds like a mental wormhole. And he said that that's how they travel all these great distances. And he was telling me about an encounter he had um, of uh, in in um, Iraq when he was in the military. And he said that you know right after he finished basic training, he was shipped to Iraq, and he no more than landed there than they. Uh, were sent to this remote area where rumor had it that Saddam Hussein was hiding out. And he said when they got there, they encountered an ambush. And he said they he was crouched down behind a building and a sniper was on a roof across, across uh, from him, uh, on a rooftop across uh, from him. And he said he was trying to figure out how he was going to get to safety so he could, and he said he stumbled into this vacant building. And all of a sudden he's in this tunnel and he enters the tunnel and is greeted by this being that offers to take him away from this battle. And when he told the being that he couldn't do that, because first of all, it would be um, desertion, and secondly, he couldn't leave his comrades. Um, the being was very um, interested in why he felt such loyalty to to his, his buddies. They 
they they seem to be totally unfamiliar with that concept, he said. Did he describe what the bean looked like? Let's do our break here, and then on the other side, we'll find out the answer to Chris's question about what the being looked like. Our guest is Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark. The book is called Sky People, but more than that, it's got a subtitle, and that subtitle is Untold Stories of Alien Encounters in Mesoamerica. And we're hearing a lot of fascinating tales on this episode. We'll get into more of it in a moment. And please don't forget to visit plus.thepowercast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com. That's for our premium service, Powercast Plus, where you get an ad-free version of the show, plus the exclusive After the Powercast podcast. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Powercast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com 
What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Dr. Artie Sixkiller-Clark joining us. Would you answer Chris's question about their appearance? He said that... that, um there was a glow about them, but that they had they were humanoid form, uh, about the same height as he was, and he said they were, and he was about six feet tall. That um, he only saw one, but he did see the a craft parked. He said that once he entered this tunnel, and he said it was very cool, and and it was such a re- reprieve from the heat outside and and he said there they had a craft there it wasn't a huge but he said it was the tunnel opened up into an area that was like two or three football fields he said and he when he told them that he couldn't go with them when he told the bean he couldn't go with him the bean said well i will return tomorrow and if you change your mind we'll take you home and he said that he left and and he said he was tempted to go back, but he never did. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Travis Walton's experience where he was aboard his ship and he, he went, I think, down a corridor into a room that opened up and it was a huge like hangar that was impossibly large for the size of the craft that he thought he was aboard. That there was some sort of weird, either he was brought somewhere else and wasn't aboard the craft again, or there was some sort of, of weird uh, size dilation uh, aboard this craft that enabled it to have such a large space within such a small craft. Well, you know, I had a a pilot tell me, and, and he was an Indian, but he was a, a pilot out here in one of these small airports in Montana. And he told me of, of being abducted by this enormous... Uh, spacecraft, and that when they took him, they took him and his little plane, and that when he was inside this thing, it was like a warehouse, and there were other planes and other vehicles there, and he said it was simply enormous, the this craft that he was in. Yeah, let me uh, look at our question bank here, and we'll go ahead and fire some questions out at you. Uh, when we announced your post, we put up a thread at forum.theparacast.com, Artie, that allows our listeners to ask questions. And 
and we have a number of them here. Um, one that I have before I get to our listener questions um, has to do with the legend of the Temple uh, of the Magicians uh, in Ushmal. Oh, yeah. And, and that uh, that particular uh, interesting structure, uh, legend has it, was built in one night by these small kind of dwarf type uh, entities that uh, are called, I think, Alushis or Alekis. Not sure how you pronounce uh, Alush- it. Alushis. Alushis. Right. And that these, uh, these beings came and actually literally built this huge complex in, in a single night. Uh, did you investigate that particular story at well, all? And, and I, I, what are I these? did. I talked. I talked to the elders about that story, and and uh, 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 several different elders. And of course, the story varied a little bit. But um, you know, the um, there there was a prophecy that there would be a ruler of Ushmal who would not be born of woman, and. Um, the story was that this dwarf was born, was hatched from an egg by a witch, and he challenged the king of of Ushmal, and the king told him, well, if you can build a pyramid overnight, you can become the king of Ushmal. And then, mysteriously, the next day, uh, this uh, pyramid was built, and and it's unlike anything that's built in that part of the part, you know, in of any of the Maya uh, temples. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. This it's kind of a round structure. If you, you've been there, right? Yes, I have. And and you know that it's an unusual um, pyramid, and um, but some of the elders told me that he had help from flying machines that brought all the materials and helped him build it. Others did. The story just ended there. They had nothing to add. Okay, well, I I have some questions here. We're going to start with some questions from Psychedelic Alchemist. And he said that he really enjoyed your first book, and he's definitely going to be picking up a copy of the new book. But um, his first question is, how much credence do you give to tales of star people? How do you differentiate between reports that are genuine and those that are just fabricated or, or maybe maybe stories that have been passed down and then altered through time? Well, the only reason I collect the ancient stories is because I'm interested in, you know, the the historical part of 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 the star people stories because we have them in American Indians have many stories of visitors from the sky. And so I, I find this just interesting to collect those stories and, and they may have changed over time, but they are their ancient stories that are passed on orally and anytime, you know, oral tradition does allow for some changes and, and, and you know that it probably occurs. Um, as far as the credibility of of people, um, you know, I I hate to say that I'm 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 this person that can know if you're lying or not, but you know, I am a um, I am a psychologist and I have a pretty good read on people, and uh, I think in all the people who have ever told me stories, I only felt that two of them weren't telling the truth. I, I was pretty sure they weren't telling the truth. The people that I interview have no reason to lie. I don't use real names. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not into that. 
of, of, of letting people know who they are because they would then be bombarded with, you know, other researchers going there and trying to find out specific information. I'm a, a social scientist, so they don't have to show me marks in a, uh, where a spacecraft landed. I'm just interested in their stories, and I tell the stories as they tell them to me. And I believe the stories to be true. And that's it's just what I do. Well, that kind of leads me to a, a, his second question, and that is, have you ever encountered any hard evidence besides witness testimony that points well, to the reality? You know, uh, yeah, a couple of times, you know, I've been taken to places where um, there were circles, burned circles in the in the ground where, you know, in my first book, he pro- if he read that, you know, he probably remembers the story of Leland, um, where Leland took me out into his field and showed me where this pa- spacecraft would hover over his field, and and there was a burned circle in the ground and on the ground, and he said, you know, nothing will grow here, and then tracks leading, car tracks leading to the highway and, you know, and he said, you know, I don't have an automobile. No one around here has an automobile. And that's the automobile they let down, you know, and let, and drive people, you know, it comes with beans in it. And it leaves probably a 1954 black Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) Let's break right here. We have Dr. Artie six killer Clark with us. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 
1,500-foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. But don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA 4-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the winter specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So they're not driving around in black Cadillacs then? Well, they're driving around in some kind of a black automobile is all he knew, you know. It's a big automobile, he said. Well, that could be a Cadillac. <laughs> it could be. It could, it could be a Buick. <laughs> it could be an Oldsmobile. <laughs> right. But chances are they, they, they go in style. So, Okay, well, here's, here's another question from Psychedelic Alchemist. And, of course, he did post his question at our question thread at forum.theparacast.com, where you can get your questions answered by our esteemed guests that we have here. Okay, question three. He wants to know if these tales of sky gods or star people are just myths that hide a deeper, more down-to-earth explanation. I don't believe so. I think these are accurate events of, of what occurred. I think we've been visited by star people for, you know, since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I don't think it's a imaginary or, I, I, you know, I think that's one of the problems I think that that's happened over the centuries is that when you when you approach things scientifically, 
and you say, I've got to have evidence, I've got to have proof, or I don't believe it, what you're doing is you're throwing out all of the narratives and and the the history of people for generations and and I choose not to do that uh and and now I, you know NASA is paying a lot of attention to to these stories um when I was at the university I uh, we had some visitors from NASA come to MSU and 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 the dean called me up to his office and introduced him, introduced them to me, and 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 what they were interested in were Indian legends about the stars and star visitors. And if you go on the NASA website, you'll find that they have a whole section there devoted to a Native American con- uh, connection to the cosmos. So you've got people like NASA, you've got. A lot of modern-day archaeologists are starting to look at these stories and say, "Hey, you know, this this is is bears out in what we're finding, what we're uncovering, the stories that have been disregarded for, you know, for a couple of centuries, all of a sudden are making a lot of sense." And so, I, I I'm just a believer, and I, I believe the stories are accurate. Well, when the authorities start taking it seriously, you have to assume it's more than just a bunch of tall tales passed on from father to son, etc. Well, and they were even talking about going up to the Blackfeet Indian Reservation here in Montana and building a some kind of a center um, for the collection of of Indian knowledge and and about the stars and the and the universe and you know, bringing all that, that information together. And uh, I had given them some names, uh, you know, of, well, of course, the travel chairman, you know. I I knew him quite well, and and uh, some of my graduate students would be good contacts with them. And, and they actually went there, but nothing ever came of, of any building or anything. So there is a tremendous interest there. And um, I think that... That in disregarding it for, uh, you know, the past two or three hundred years since, uh, you know, uh, scientific knowledge became more prominent. Because if you couldn't prove something, um, scientists didn't want to hear it. I mean, that was that was just stories to them. That were Proving it is one thing. Replicating that data is uh, a whole other matter. Well, yeah. You know, how are you going to? How are you going to prove any of that? And it's the same thing today. You know, you look at at all the um, researchers today. They go out and and they want you know proof. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons why people don't talk to them because they say, "What well, you know? Where's the indentation in the in the ground? Where's this? Where's that?" They don't have anything. They're telling you what happened. And and I think that's the reason why this information hasn't been forthcoming earlier is because people just don't take the time to listen and to um, collect the stories. And that's what I like to do. Let me ask you here, just theorizing for a moment. We have all these... Reports, descriptions, possibly anecdotes of the presence of sky people. Is there anything we could do today, if they're still around, 
to try to gather evidence that scientists would accept? I don't know. That's a that's a good question because um, what does MUFON look for? They always look for evidence, don't they? What do all the leading writers and researchers look for? They always look for evidence. You know, um, uh, somebody said to me, "Well, why didn't you take a picture with your with your?" Um, with your camera, you know I don't even have a cam. Uh, not my camera. I don't even have with my telephone. I don't even have a telephone that takes a picture. You know I have one of those cheap telephones because I don't. I'm not interested in that kind of technology. You know, um, I just have a track phone, and it serves me well. And so I don't. I'm not in. You know when I travel. I I travel very lightly, and I try to, um, in many places, I try to dress like the women there. I um, uh, am always try to not stand out so much. Obviously, I do stand out. They know I'm a stranger, or they've heard of who I am, uh, you know. But um, on the other hand, I I try to... um, blend into the community as much as possible. I participate in celebrations. I, I participate in dancing and going into homes and, and sharing food with them, and they're sharing food with me. And that's how I get stories that other people have failed to get. So the point is they trust you. They feel you're one yes. of them. Yeah, I sympathetic. Think, I think yeah, I think that's the big thing. So if someone that, comes in there with a skeptical attitude, Dismissive well, attitude. And, They're know, not going to say anything. Yeah, I, when I ask him what they thought of Von Daniken and and his, you know, all of his books and uh, uh, about his assessment, and they said, well, you know, uh, he's just a white man uh, making money off of us, but he never asked us what we thought. And I think I was probably the first one that really asked. And I think. Um, and that in itself was, you know, made them feel good about about talking to me. I, I met with one elder who who told me he said I keep everything very low key. He says um, he said I never carry a weapon, um, only a machete, because if I ever get caught by the police, they won't have anything to charge me with. <laughs> And, and and several elders told me that that um, they said you know the same thing that happened to the Maya could happen to the USA. Three thousand years from now, your Statue of Liberty could be called the the um, um, goddess of fire. You have all kinds of gods in New York City. This one, one elder told me, he says, I've been to New York City and I, I spoke at the UN and there are all kinds of gods. And he's talking about all these statues that he, he saw around New York City. So there are all kinds of gods there. And he says, 3,000 years from now when, when this civilization is gone and a new one is coming along, they will have all these different, and there's their their archaeologists are going to be digging up the Statue of Liberty, and they'll call her the Goddess of Fire. All right, Doctor Artie Six Killer Clark, author of Sky People, is here.
With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Do you have relatives and friends that are convinced there is no need ever to prepare for any kind of emergency? Are these also folks you buy Christmas presents for? At 30dayfoodsupply.com, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010. We can ship your Christmas presents directly to them. Choose from our original $99 30-day food supply, our long-term storage vegan burger mixes, and other oatmeal, soups, porridges, beans, and granolas for everyday use. All products 
are non-GMO, MSG-free, and vegetarian. Most are gluten, soy, and nut-free. Call 541-229-0010 today. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low, cutting out the middleman by buying directly from their producers in Oregon. Remember, only $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Visit the website 30dayfoodsupply.com. Call 541-229-0010. 30dayfoodsupply.com. 541-229-0010. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and with Chris on the Paracast, we have Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark. And we're going to solve the mystery where half a segment suddenly upped and disappeared. So we're going to have to repeat the word. Okay, so we're talking about what might happen 3,000 years from now, where our civilization doesn't survive for any reason, Dr. Clark, and therefore we pick up the artifacts, the remnants, the relics. They have a lot of movies like that, of course, where we look at the remnants of our civilization and it doesn't last. and you kind of look at construction nowadays, just normal homes, and within 20 or 30 years, they're pretty well shot. I mean, they won't be here in 100 years, let alone 3,000. Well, because we don't make them, um, we don't make that, make too many of them as stone. Um, you know, I mean, we build our houses mainly of wood. So if you go to the, the, the villages of the Maya today, you'll see they build their houses of stone. They were smarter than we were. <laughs> well, at least they withstand hurricanes. You know, they don't wash away. Or And of course, you know, when you go into these villages and you go to, to a Maya house, you know, some of them still live in the, in, in the old traditional homes where they, you know, they built their houses out of these sticks and the air would flow through and and of course you still see that you see the the also see more of the cinder block homes there's no floor that you know the floor's dirt um the women cook on a every home i was in the the women just had rocks and a and a tin a piece of tin across and a little fire underneath and that's what they that's how they cooked and many of them had pigs in the backyard and a lot of different kinds of fruit trees. Um, they they lived a very simple life, but they were, they were very happy people. Um, and, you know, many times they would take me around and show me this is this herb and this is what we use it for. And they, they even showed me in the jungle what plant to, to take to make alcohol. They said this is what we use to make alcohol. So okay. It, <laughs> but it, it was, uh, uh, I think that, you know, the point is, is that when we are on the outside and we're trying to define a people and we take nothing that they say as fact, it's all just myths and stories. And then we look at that civilization that has fallen 3,000 years ago or 4,000 years ago, and we say, oh, this is what they were doing, or this is how they lived, or this is what they thought. 
And what the elder was pointing out to me, he said, you know, I've spoken at the U.N. He said, I've been to New York City. And he said, you have a lot of gods in New York City. And he was talking about all the statues that were uh, around New York City. And he said, one day when this civilization is gone, someone will dig up the Statue of Liberty and will call her the goddess goddess of fire. Uh, and I thought that was kind of appropriate, you know, it's probably what will happen. It's a question of how long this civilization will last and what's going to bring it down. Right. Well, that, that brings up an interesting point about the Spanish uh, when they encountered what they considered to be uh, the work of the devil, a lot of the idolatry and the languages and the codices, uh, most, if not all, were burnt. But Lately, I've been hearing rumblings. Uh, my brother has a quite a, a very well-established travel service to the Maya lands. And one thing that, that they've heard uh, rumored is that the Maya were able to squirrel away uh, quite, a, quite a number of, of codices that uh, have the lost knowledge of the Maya. And they've been hiding them in caves in Guatemala uh, around Sheila and other places uh, towards the Pacific uh, side of Guatemala, the Pacific coast. And let's, well, let's talk. That, uh, wasn't that something that Eric Von Daniken wrote about? And then he, he said that this, this man took him in and this man said that that did not happen, that it wasn't true. And Von Daniken, he completely denied everything that Von Daniken was saying that there was that, that, that did not exist. And he didn't, uh, and Von Daniken has since repented, I think, and said, you know, no, he didn't go into the cave. And But that's what I've read. Um, right, but that was back have, in the, uh, in the uh, early 70s. Uh, this is all around the time period of uh, 2012 and, and uh, the end of this particular uh, cycle of the Mayan uh, long count calendar. And there is uh, some tantalizing uh, rumors uh, within within certain aspects of the ceremonial uh, community of the Maya, the timekeepers, that, that some of this knowledge has been saved, and it's the, the most closely guarded secret of the culture now, and, and that these... Well, uh, and it could the, be. You know, it could be. I, I don't think it's something they're going to share. No. No, they, they think, learned their lesson the now, first time. I don't think they're ready if, if it does exist, you know, because I've participated in, in several of their ceremonies there, and... Uh, you know, it's it. They have held on to those ancient traditions, um, and there seems to be in almost every village that I was in. There seemed to be at least one person that knew how to conduct those ancient religions, and um, and and uh, those ancient ceremonies. I'm sorry, and uh, I I remember that. You know what they they have nine bowls that they use in their ceremonies, and they position them in a certain way, and they put corn in them, and they drink corn milk as a part of the ceremony. They chant in the Maya language, and they told me the reason for this is that they are talking to um uh the the people uh in the in in the heavens in the sky and that that is their language that they speak their language and so they have to talk to them in their language um 
I participated in another ceremony that was supposed to uh, be able to, um, the, the priest told me that he would be able he he saw me and he approached me and and out of nowhere and he said you know I I need to perform a ceremony for you because I I want to I want to find out what your nawe is well I was to discover that that's that is if I'm going to be successful in in what I'm trying to do and he said I feel very compelled to do this for you and and so um, he took me up on this little hill. And he performed this ceremony, and he, uh, my God, explained to me that he lit this huge fire, and and the the guide explained to me that the and and he was chanting in Maya too, and and talking to the star people, and he explained that that um, the fire reaches to the heavens, and the voices, and and the fire carries the voice voices to the heavens. And then the the smoke brings the voices of the star people back to earth and and they they tell him, you know, what my future will be. I'm going to ask a silly question based on what you just said. Is there a way for us to contact the star people and say, come on down here, we got a heap of trouble? (laughs) Well, from what I understand, the star people practice a doctrine of non-interference, and so I don't think they're likely, at least the ones that could help us. That's not the, not talking about the, you know, because I've had elders tell me that, I said, well, what about those who abduct people? And they said, well, they don't follow the, the agreed-upon doctrine, and we have no control over that. But we expect that that everyone would practice that doctrine of non-interference. But isn't the mere fact that they, you see them in action that they're inter, that, that that interference to some degree? I I suppose that that could be true, you know. If you but if they if they uh, are not changing history or or perhaps not changing the earth or damaging the earth in any way, um, I don't know if that's. Non-interfere. I always thought it was interesting when I first heard that because I think that's something that I find in indigenous cultures too is that practicing of non-interference. Um, I've had I've had graduate students at the university come to me and say, um, "Are you going to South Dakota this weekend?" And we're going to have you answer okay <laughs> that question in a moment. Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark is with us. Um, Gene Steinberg, he's Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guy's end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House freeze dry foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products, include real freeze-dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods. And receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year case lot sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Artie, tell us about South Dakota. Are you going to South Dakota? Are you going to going to North Dakota? You know, they want to know what my travel schedule is. And so I would say whether I was going or not or what I was doing. And then they just sit there in my office and they might ask me another question. Finally, I'd just say, do you need a ride to South Dakota? Do you, you know, or do you need to go where I'm going? Well, yeah, if it, if it isn't out of your way or if it, and I, I first encountered this with a group of elders in a, town called Eagle Butte, and there were some carpenters across the road that were building a house, and these three elders were sitting on this wall, and I walked over to where they were, and they said, you know, they're doing that all wrong, and I said, well, who are you talking about? And they said, those carpenters. They said, the first time a wind comes, this is what's going to happen, and I said, well, why don't you tell them? And they said, oh, no. Let them do it their way. Not gonna, not gonna mess with that. And I, I see that a lot among indigenous people. That idea is, even if you know somebody's doing something wrong, you let them learn from it. You let them make their mistakes and learn from it, and not interfere with the process. And I don't know if that's a direct connection because of being either descendants of the Scott people or the Scott people being their ancestors or whether the Scott people are just people who come and help from time to time. Well, if the Scott people are their ancestors, they interfered. Well, if you believe the Maya, many of the Maya tell me they are the star people, that they came, their ancestors came here and stayed and that they didn't. The ancient astronauts didn't come and enslave the Maya and make them build these cities and then head off to another planet. That 
they came to Earth, they liked what they saw, they built their cities, and they stayed. They found the daughters of man to be fair. <laughs> well, Artie, let's, uh, we've been talking a lot about star people. How about this uh, very rich tradition uh, dealing with the underground and, and cave systems? Uh, in the Maya land, it's called Shibilba. It's where you, the spirit goes after this incarnation to then rebirth into, uh, into a new incarnation. Uh, what kind of stories and beings do we see uh, in these traditional uh, stories and myths uh, relating to underground uh, scenarios? Well, you're talking about the passing to Chibalba, right? I mean, they go underground. Exactly. And they and there also, there's um, entities that uh, right. inhabit that space, the Wheats Monster and, and, and other entities. Well, you know, I, I got no information on that at all. I, you know, I wasn't asking about, you know, um, after death or uh, after death experiences or the death process or anything. Um, so I, I don't have any information on that. I can't respond to that. So how about uh, subterranean dwellers? Um, there's a, a, a fairly rich tradition of entities that live underground and come out uh, at night, for instance. Uh, the Luches are one example of that. Well, the Luches are, the, the are little people. And they, you know, live in the jungle. And I was at um, a play, place called El Rey, which is on the outskirts of Cancun. And Stevens and Catherwood had passed by that place, but they decided that the structures were so small that it wasn't worth putting in the port and going and checking it out. So they just passed it on by. And so I wanted to go over and take a look at El Rey and. I met this man on the beach, um, and and my cab driver took me over there because when I got in his cab, I said, you know, do you know anybody around here that knows anything about the little people of El Rey? And he took me to this, this guy who lived on the beach, and he was telling me that he said, well, the little people, you know, they can take any form. And and so he was telling me that... that uh, they live in the jungle, but he said, you know, he still believed that they, I said, well, do they still live in El Rey? And he said, well, if I told you they, they did, then all these tourists would be out here looking for them. Uh, he said, the Aleutians are, they're capable of many disguises. He said, much of the time they masquerade as lifeless forms, but he said they can also impersonate snakes and monkeys and parrots and bats and turtles. But he said, mostly they impersonate the iguana. Now think about if you've ever been to Tulum and seen the basking iguana, or even in, in uh, El Rey, it's the same thing. Um, There's a bunch of them. he said, pardon? There's, you see them everywhere. They're everywhere. And he said that the little people like to impersonate iguana. And he, he said that, that uh, people just walk by and never realize that they've seen an Aleutia. And, and he said that uh, they're just blind to what's going on. And he told me that the Aleutias were ancient spirits and that, if, that they've lived on Earth since it was formed. And uh, he said his grandfather told him that the Aleutias were the first inhabitants of the planet. And that when the Maya came, they befriended the little people. Uh, and then I asked him, you know, because 
in my culture, we have, you know, the little people. And so I said, well, are they angry entities or are they playful? And he said, well, they can be both. He said, like children, they're diminutive, so they also have a personality somewhat of a child. They can be happy little creatures, and they love playing tricks on humans. And But if you make them angry, they're also like children. He said they'll throw tantrums, and they can be very vindictive. Right. And he's, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a classical trickster form. Yeah. Well, and there are stories, you know, in Native American cultures where, where you know, they steal children and take them away. Among the, the Cherokee, we, we often say... Uh, the the uh, if you have a, a a baby boy that comes up missing, uh, the little people have taken him, and the little people um, give him this pet, all these tests, and and that uh, if he passes the test, then they keep him and they teach him all the medicines of the uh, that uh, how to cure people. And they say not very many people pass. That's why there aren't very many Cherokee doctors. So that was a story I heard growing up, you know. Do you have some other questions uh, if you're into, into fielding them? This one comes from Randall, our good friend Ufology, who's almost up to the 5,500 uh, post level at forum.theparacast.com. And, um, you know, he's... He's really into the uh, the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, and uh, he's wondering if you've been able to locate or find any clues that might help us identify what star system on what modern-day star chart the star people actually come from. Now, you mentioned that there's quite a number of them. Do we have an idea of where they inhabit uh, in our universe? Well, you know... Um I've been told that uh, uh, that some of them come from the star system of Orion or, or Pleiades, but um, it isn't something that necessarily is uh, information that's given to, to the people, as I understand it. Um, very few of them ever uh, have had occasion where one of them asked where they were from, and they pointed to a star system, and, and they looked it up and, and discovered that it was the Orion star system. We had a really fascinating episode of After the Paracast this past week, you know. We talked about reopening old wounds. And this is with regard to certain controversies on some of the UFO abductions. We have an After the Paracast episode pretty much every week to accompany the regular episode of the Paracast. You can get a copy of it as part of the Paracast Plus premium package. To check out more information, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com, and you can sign up in a jiffy and get also ad-free versions of the Paracast. We have Dr. Artie Sixkiller-Clark with us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, 
head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Adam Miller here with Midas Resources. Today, December 12, 2014, gold opened at 1216.60. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1261.34, 630.67 for a half ounce, or 315.33 for a quarter ounce. That's 1261.34, 630.67, and 315.33. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. (laughs) But don't worry, HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. Herbalhealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit Herbalhealer.com and click the winter specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products. Herbalhealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the paracast send it to news at the paracast.com that's news at the paracast.com and don't forget to visit our famous paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com
Crisk is asking the questions of Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark, author of Sky People. Chris? The legend of White Buffalo Calf Woman of the Lakota. Right. I think she mentioned that she was from the Pleiades, correct? Well, I've never heard that. You know, and I lived um, and worked among the Lakota for a very long time. I have nieces and nephews who are Lakota. So I, I've not, I've never heard that. I've uh, stumbled on that information uh, in my uh, my research travels. Okay, here's another question from, from Randall. Again, that was posted at the question bank at forum.theparacast.com. What principles of the social sciences have you applied to the analysis of the stories that you've gathered, and what conclusions have you been able to draw from them? We've, of course, been talking about uh, quite a number of them, but is there anything that has to do with uh, the upcoming time period, for instance? Uh, can we ascertain any sort of trends? Are they ever going to show up and, uh, and allow themselves to, uh, to be revealed or reveal themselves to us, disclose, if you will, their presence? Well, I've had no indication of that, that 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 is anything that's necessarily going to happen anytime soon. So they're not going to come and solve all our problems or uh, harvest us as uh, like human cattle or something? Well, I think they're already doing that, and I don't think they need our permission or necessarily. Uh, you know, uh, the people that have been abducted and been exper- experimented on, one person told me that, you know, they they say that it's a, high pers- a very low percentage of people who remember the abduction and remember what occurred to them. And those that do, people don't believe them anyway. We have another question from Randall, who uh, calls himself ufology at forum.theparacast.com. I've never heard of this particular term, Artie, but he's wondering if there's any suggestion that the, quote, backward walking people, unquote, might be here to alter our ecology to make Earth more hospitable for them. What are the backward walking people? Does that ring a bell? The backward walking people was a story I heard down down in Belize. I was uh, at a wedding reception of a one of my driver's relatives, we kind of crashed the party, and, and as as everyone was leaving, I was downstairs with a, a group of women, and that night, there had been a UFO sighting over Belmont Mopan, and so they were talking about it. So I asked them if they had ever seen a UFO, and, and one of the young women there started telling me about the backward-walking people, and she told me that... They had been visiting her her grandfather's place ever since she was a child, and her grandfather said they were there when his father was there. But um, they uh, have the ability, according to her, to walk both backwards, uh, to swivel their heads in a manner that it looks like they're walking. They can walk in both directions without turning around. They're not backing up. They're like they're... Always looking forward. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, shades of Linda Blair and the Exorcist. <laughs> or an owl. Uh, yeah, Owls can do that. that. Owls can were, swing their um, heads around 180 degrees. She said she was never close enough to see a, exact features, but she said she saw their spaceship. She said it was long like the cigars her father bought in Havana. She said it was round and long but huge. She said, I'd never seen anything like that. She said, but her papa said their skin was like a snake, but their features were human-like except for their heads and their legs and their skin. And she said, I, I should say they were shaped like human, but she said, I never got close enough to see their skin. 
And she said, Papa said that when he was a boy, the men hid women from them because they said they stole women. And I asked my driver about it because this young woman was related to him, and he said that uh, he had heard those stories, too, uh, growing up. And he said he he did, in fact, see the, the, the a UFO, a long cylinder-shaped craft, he said, that glowed orange and then turned gray. And uh, he said that that they ha- it had the ability, this creature had an ability to reverse itself, and its head pivoted, and it could walk backward, but was facing, but it, it was, though it was facing forward. Um, he said, I know this doesn't make much sense. He said, but I can't explain it any better. He said, but I didn't th- think of it as, as human, so to speak. I thought more as a creature of some kind that didn't belong here. So he said he was, they were big. They were, he called it a giant creature. Shades of Paula Stonebrook. Who's Paula Stonebrook? She claimed she had a reptilian alien lover. Oh, really? Uh, was was quite something, yeah. She uh, was quite enamored with his uh, prowess, shall we say. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've yeah, she wrote read. a book back in the 90s that got a, quite a bit of uh, notoriety. Even by the mainstream press, it was so over the top that they uh, they even sniffed around. And She's a jazz singer, that, a pretty good voice. I've heard uh, an album that she did. Uh, a, a very bizarre story with lots of uh, salacious details. That, yeah, I've um, never heard of her or read her work. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, definitely a character. Uh, you could Google her and uh, come up with some interesting stuff. But but she did uh, indicate, I think, that that it was some sort of reptilian type entity. Well, here's here's um, uh, one of our new posters at forum.theparacast.com, Hughescroft6, is wondering if there was any interview or encounter that really stands out from among the rest on your, your seven year research uh, sojourn uh, down in the Mesoamerican uh, world is, is there a particular story or, or type of account that really, really impressed you the most uh, more than any other? I was in Copan, Honduras and um, I kind of wandered away. I, I had, when I, I went to Copan. I didn't have a guide or or um, anyone. Um, I hadn't hired anyone. A driver took me there, dropped me off, and went back to to Belize. And I was just wandering around the ancient city. I spent two or three days just wandering um, the city and and then the ancient city. And I was out in an area that it's it's a little ways off from from the ancient city, but it was supposed to be the place where um, people um, where people uh, that the housing where people lived and um, as I was um, I, I just found a place to sit down and um, and this elderly man came up to me and he said um, he started telling me that he had heard that I was collecting stories and I said yes and he said well he said uh, he said what do you think of our ancient city and I said well you know it's just it's amazing and he said uh, he said he told me he was born in 1904 and he said uh, that I was 
He said, I was five years old when Spenden, now that was Herbert Spenden, who was the assistant curator of the uh, uh, American Museum of Natural History in New York. Yeah, more to come with Dr. Artie Six Killer Clark and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. From the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial just like the one you're listening to right now no other network provides the level of customer service we do when it comes to radio advertising we are your one-stop shop and no matter how big or small your business is we can help email us and advertise at gcnlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective 
time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guy's end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House Freeze Dry Foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products, include real freeze-dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods and receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year case lot sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. This is such a fascinating journey. We're exploring not just ancient legends and myths or perhaps realities, but stories that make it to the present day, trying to integrate one with the other. Chris, we have more questions to focus on, or you want to finish that answer, Artie, first? Yes, well, anyway, he told me that he had been working at that. He said Spenden was the first to hire him. And he said, for him, I was I was just a runner. I'd run and get things for him, and I carried water. And he said he paid me 10 cents a day in U.S. dollars. But he told me that if I learned English, he'd give me more money. And he said, by the time I was eight, I spoke English. I learned very fast, he said. And they paid me 25 cents a day. And he said, I worked for the Carnegie scientist who came here. And he said, they paid me 50 cents a day because I could speak English. And he said that... The last of the big-time spenders. Jeez. Right. But this was in the early 1900s, too. But anyway, he said that one of the things that he he and his friend would do is they would go into the caves outside the... up in the mountains. And in the case, they would get these artifacts, and they would bring them back, and the these archaeologists would buy them from them. And so they would spend their time, when the archaeologist was taking time off from work, they would spend their time exploring caves and getting these artifacts. And he said they entered a cave one time, and he said they came upon a silver man. And he told me that it was a skeleton of a man in a silver suit. He said his suit was silver from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And he said, but all that remained inside the suit was a skeleton. And he said from the size of the suit, he was a small man, smaller than me. And uh, he, he probably was no more than a, uh, he showed me uh, no more than a meter high. He said his his head was covered, he told me, with a hard metal-like tube, he said. Uh, he said, almost like a can. He said, um, and there was a strange tablet with strange characters on it lying beside him. And he said, it wasn't Maya writing, because we knew Maya writing. And he said, this writing was foreign to us. And he said, 
we took it back to the archaeologist. They said it was unknown to them, too. They had no idea who wrote it. And um, uh, he said he said that the helmet that was covering his head, he said that he could describe it as a large can. He said it was attached to the suit, and it had a hose that attached to the front of the suit. And he said there were different colored buttons on the breast front of the of the suit. And um, I said, well, what did the archaeologist do when, when you brought, brought this discovery in? And he said they were extremely excited. He said um, they took it into one of the tents and began examining it. And he said, I overheard one of them say that they had to send it back to the USA immediately to their university. And he said, um, I believe that what I felt what I found was proof that the Maya had a connection with the stars. And that's why I always called him the silver man from the stars. I thought that, he said that, I thought that was a good name. And he said, the next day I saw a box in the tent and I think they packed him up and shipped him to their university, he said, because I never saw it again. And he said, all my life I've wondered about this silver man. I'm sure the scientists, he said, in the U.S. have studied it, re-studied it, but they keep it all a secret. He said, I made a mistake, I believe, and it's a mistake that I can't correct. He said, they only gave us $2 for him, but in those days, we thought we were rich. But he said, um, the wise men told us stories when we were boys about a small race of men who visited Earth, and sometimes they lived up in the mountains for weeks at a time. And they bothered no one, so the people left them alone. And they, if they did see them, they avoided um, they avoided people. And he said that the elders say they came in silver discs that spit fire, and that they wore silver suits. And he said, I think we discovered one of them who died, and they put him in the cave, and we disturbed his gravesite. And he said, I will always be haunted by that idea. I said, well, did you tell the elders what you found? And he said, oh, no, we were afraid. He said, I, I think we always knew what we did was wrong. He said, but after that, we never hunted for artifacts again. Our conscience wouldn't let us, he said. He said, for some reason, I think we knew we had given up an important part of our history. And only the scientists who took it know the truth, and they're not talking. Well, um, he said, your government probably knows, too. And I think our government probably knows, he said. It reminds me of the story, and, and this is a question in our forum uh, from Dave M. Uh, he's he's wondering about the uh, retelling the story of the snowplow driver who picked up an E.T. who was left behind in a snowstorm. He right. said he found that story really fascinating. Why don't you give our, our new listeners uh, a recap of that story? That was a very, very intriguing account. Well, that that happened up in Alaska, and that was uh, that was with an Alaska native. Uh, he was a, a snowplow driver, and he searched me out because he had heard from the superintendent of uh, schools in this district where I was that I was collecting UFO stories. And he came in and he said, "I really have a story to tell you." And he proceeded to tell me that it was an, an and 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 what was interesting is I was in the town that night. I was in that village because I was snowed in, but it was a huge snowstorm and I couldn't get out. And um, and um, he said that uh, 
um, he had a partner, and his partner was coming from one direction, and he was going the other direction. And he said that um, all of a sudden, as he's as he's plowing this road, and the visibility is very bad, he comes upon this circular craft parked in the middle of the road. And he said he stops, and he sees this this beam outside the spacecraft, and then all of a sudden the spacecraft takes off, and this being runs into the woods. And he said, then the being comes back, and he said, he gets out, because he said, I'm not, uh, you know, he said, just as I'm trying to get out, this being comes, and he's at the at, at my window, at the passenger window, and he's blaming me for the for the spacecraft. And, and I said, well, did you talk to him? And he said, you know, I was so scared. And so I was, I couldn't even think of things to ask him. But he said, I, you know, I went all the way, you know, on my route. Uh, he said that, that, uh, the be the, this, this being was very fascinated with his, with his, um, uh, with his snow plow and how it worked and everything. And he said, but he could appear and disappear at will. And he said, on our way back, he said, um, you know, they would plow up to a certain way, and then they'd come back and plow again because the snow was coming down so bad. And he said, uh, I came upon the spacecraft again. And he said, then there he is. He's out of the cab, and he's back in front of the craft and getting ready to leave. And uh, But he said, this is, this really happened to me. And uh, he said, but he said, I was so excited and so scared at the same time that I, there were so many things I wanted to ask him. And it wasn't until after he was gone that I thought of any of them. Well, can you imagine that happening to you? I shades think E.T. <laughs> What'd you say, Chris? Three, two, one. Yeah. Shades of E.T. being left behind uh, <laughs> in the movie. Ah, I guess I guess he had a way to, to to phone home and or at least phone the ship and have him come back and grab him <laughs> before someone phones us. We're talking to Doctor Artie Six Killer Clark, author of Sky People, with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Wishing you the brightest of Christmas seasons and best wishes for the new year from the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. 
Alex Jones here. For the last two years, I've been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to design a nutraceutical formulation that has truly life-changing health benefits. So many other formulations out there contain toxic ingredients, synthetic additives, and even GMOs. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit InfoWarsLife.com or call 1-888-253-3139. That's InfoWarsLife.com. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Do you have relatives and friends that are convinced there is no need ever to prepare for any kind of emergency? Are these also folks you buy Christmas presents for? At 30dayfoodsupply.com, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010. We can ship your Christmas presents directly to them. Choose from our original $99 30-day food supply, our long-term storage vegan burger mixes, and other oatmeal, soups, porridges, beans, and granolas for everyday use. All products are non-GMO, MSG-free, and vegetarian. Most are gluten, soy, and nut-free. Call 541-229-0010 today. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low, cutting out the middleman by buying directly from their producers in Oregon. Remember, only $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Visit the website 30dayfoodsupply.com. Call 541-229-0010. 30dayfoodsupply.com. 541-229-0010. Kurt Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. You know, Artie, as you were talking, I was thinking here, what would happen if I ever picked up somebody who was strange? I wasn't the kind of person, though, to pick up somebody on the road. I know that's a legend that people pick up somebody on the road and you either have some consequences or it's just normal. But I'm not into hitchhiking. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not into picking up hitchhikers. I did it only once back in the 70s. And his, and his name was Norman, Norman Bates. Well, her name was, <laughs> no, let me not get into that. She, I took her to her destination. She left. 
Well, you know, I used to do that all the time as pickup people because I'd be on the reservation and I'd see somebody walking and I'd just stop and say, where are you going? Get in. And, but I would never do, I would never pick up anybody on the interstate or, you know, someplace like that. And I've had, I've stopped at gas stations and people come up to me and say, you know, could you give me a ride? But I don't do that anymore. You know, I, I think the world is too dangerous now. But if I'm on if I'm on the reservation, I I'll pick them up because you know I just basically I trust people, I guess. But I if I were on the interstate, I wouldn't do it. Well, it's like where our society has changed. It has. Years ago, you know, you just hang out on the porch. The doors were open to your home, and I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And after. I left that neighborhood. It became mostly a combat zone. Now those neighborhoods have become very ritzy, very expensive to live in. But during those years, everybody hung out with everybody. It was very relaxing. You didn't worry about somebody coming along on the street who might represent some kind of potential danger for you. That didn't no, happen. You do. Well, you know, and and uh, I can remember when I, when I was young, you know, my dad used to pick up hitchhikers all the time. Most of them were military men. Most of them were soldiers just trying to get home, you know. And I don't know if in those days the military didn't give them, uh, you know, bus tickets home, but they were always out on the road hitchhiking them. My dad would always stop and pick them up. I can remember that. How the world has changed becomes so much more dangerous. Maybe we do need the sky people to come back and show us the way. Well, it would. It, it might help. Is there an expectation of that? Is there an expectation amongst these people that someday, whoever visited them, whenever, will come back here to set things right? Again, if there's a non-interference policy, of course, that's inoperative. But otherwise, what are your feelings about it? Well, I was told by one one um, one gentleman I interviewed that that uh, that if things ever got really bad, they would come back. Um, for well, their... I think they're overdue. <laughs> well, look at all the people that went down to that part of the world waiting for the aliens to show up during the uh, 2012. Right. Yeah. What a buzzkill. I know I wasn't one of them because, you know, I was. I, I went down a, a month beforehand. <laughs> it was dead as a doornail. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even the Maya, you know, they just laughed about it. Oh, I know. They thought it was just. You know, they laughed all the way to the bank. Is, is they also took advantage of it. You know, oh, there were a lot time. of people taking advantage of tourists and. Oh, saying, the prices were doubled in places. Well, and not only that, you know, you, you you know, the first, my first experience at Palenque, I was stopped by a young man who said, do you want to see, uh, uh, Pacal, our, our astronaut? And I'm thinking, you know, here, here he's just taking advantage, you know, of his, you know, he doesn't care that it's a bastardization of his culture. All he cares about is if he can convince me that that's a picture of an ancient astronaut, I might buy this plaque of his, you know. And I, I, I see that all the time, you know, where, where, uh, in order to make a buck, people um, exploit their culture. 
Well, and I, and a lot of that was going on in Mexico with this 2012. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Really and they ridiculous. were laughing behind the people's back. You know, they said yeah. the world. You know, this isn't going to happen. When right. when one one calendar ends, the next one begins. It doesn't yeah. mean the end of the world. Yeah, it's like your odometer, uh, you know, turning over a hundred thousand right. miles. You know, you know, it's right. interesting, Artie. Uh, I I was among. Uh, one of the last groups that was allowed to go down into uh, uh, into the tomb, actually oh, chamber, uh, there in Palenque, and and uh, see the sarcophagus in there. And it was about a month or two later that they they literally uh, walled it up, and nobody can go down there. Not even the scientists, I think, can go down there. I actually got permission to go down there, um, and uh, I had a guide whose father. Had been, was working on that excavation. Yeah, that was. And, uh, I, I know him <laughs> actually. It's either Chato was, or Alfonso. Um, Alfonso uh, Morales. Uh, their dad, uh, Don Mosaeus, was one of the guys that uh, that helped excavate that. And you know, he told me that his father would never go back down there after you know they opened the uh, when they split the. Uh, the the cover off the sarcophagus. He said this all this cold air just rushed out and rushed up, you know, out of the pyramid. And he said, my father would never go back down there. He would never return. And it frightened him so much. But he was able because of his position and you know his family ties to Palenque. He was able to get me down in. And and to see that tomb, and this was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's he's now the uh, chief uh, Ina anthropologist uh, there. Yeah, uh, at the site, he's one of my brother's uh, tour guides, actually. Is he? Where's your brother work out of? Um, he's in Albuquerque, but he does. Um, he lived down there. Um, in the area for almost six years and set up the business, and they've been running. Uh, tour groups, uh, custom tour groups through there now for over 15 years. Yeah, I just go on my own. I, I do all my own arrangements and everything. And I have a um, a little school I support and, in Piss Bay. And so I go down there frequently for the little school. In fact, proceeds, some of the proceeds from the sale of this book will go to that little school in building their library. And in helping kids that can't buy tablets and pens and stuff, so they right. don't most of the time don't go to school. Yeah, we need more people like that helping indigenous people, especially the the educational systems. Well, I want to give back. You know, I mean, the, those people gave a lot to me, and you know, shared their knowledge and their experiences with me. So I try to give back. Right, that's the I least did. you can do. Yeah, right. Well, we're just about out of time, Artie. Can you tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do? Well, I have a website, and I'm, um, it's being updated. I um, I was trying to get uh, a couple of my... I, I think I've got a couple of articles on there that, that's been published and uh, since, since the first book I've written and trying to get some of my other stories, my fiction stories up there. Um, but it does give an idea of where I'm going to be and various interviews I'm having. And so, uh, 
they can find it there. And, and I encourage everybody to, you know, you contact me, you know, uh, my email is there, Artie at sixkiller.com. And so the site is sixkiller.com? My website is sixkiller.com, right? Okay. And my email is Artie at sixkiller.com. All right. You can find us at thepowercast.com. That's thepowercast.com. If you want to check out our premium service, it's plus, P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com, plus dot thepowercast.com. We offer for a modest monthly or annual subscription fee a, an ad-free version, high-resolution version of the Paracast, the After the Paracast exclusive podcast, and lots more at plus dot thepowercast.com. Also, if you go to theparacast.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter, you get a free copy, ebook version of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley from our own Chris O'Brien. Chris's site is OurStrangePlanet.com, and you can check out his latest books there. If you order a copy of his books direct from him, I'll sign them for you. How about that? Artie Sixkiller Clark, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Well, thank you, and, and thank your listeners, and it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.